0: Uh, What is going on, everybody? This is another episode of Pop Culture Crisis, episode 24, as a matter of fact. I am here today with my co-host in the new year. Mm -hmm. My co-host name is...
1: Miracle Sam, nice to meet you. Sorry, I'm taking off my denim jacket and
0: getting ready for the and getting ready for the show. Yeah, I was like, "Are you ready?" She's like, "Yes, I'm ready." And then she just proceeds to keep getting ready.
1: Well, no, because like I was like, this jacket is kind of like choking me out.
0: It's okay. I do the same thing. Like I always wear my cardigan because like sometimes <laughs> it's cold up here. But then like I eventually almost always end up taking it off. I know. Um, like he
1: throws his cardigan right next to where we're sitting. Yep. He's like, I don't need this. I don't
0: need this anymore.
1: <laughs> and then I'm over here like, I'm being choked out by my own clothing.
0: That is a, that is a, not a good sign. Not yeah. a good sign at all. Uh, so today is January 2nd, right? Boop, boop, boop. And guess what yesterday was? Yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, was my co-host's birthday. Mm-hmm. Was it not? Yeah. Uh, for the people who watch in the in the, in the the clips, can you show everybody what you, uh, what you got from...
1: So um, <laughs> basically, we went to the arcade and our lovely she's gonna be our guest for thursday so look out for that or friday when it comes out yes hannah claire and then andy and chris and lydia they got me these at the arcade and hannah claire read my mind because i was searching up uh year of the tiger plushies because i wanted to do like chinese new year here so i was looking for like tiger plushies because it's gonna be uh year of the tiger
0: Perfect. Mm-hmm. It's probably like the eye of the tiger, just not quite as inspirational.
1: Well, I wonder. Okay, you guys, um, whoever watches the clips on YouTube, I wanted suggestions for names for these little plushies. So we have.
0: I don't know if these clips will actually end up on YouTube because <laughs> they usually we usually upload the clips via segment.
1: It's okay. I'll just hold the tiger and go like name this tiger. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, we'll see. Don't we'll name see. it
1: Tony, because no. Tony is missing a tail.
0: Plus, that's probably copyrighted. Yeah okay so today
1: (laughs) that was like very off topic it's okay yeah no
0: i wanted to i wanted to wish you a happy birthday again thank
1: you on air also i realized i'm the same age um as you the amount of years you skated
0: yes that is true isn't that isn't that scary relatively scary i've been skating for 20 23 years
1: Mm -hmm. i'm the same amount of years that Alive as your talent.
0: You're, you're a baby. You're essentially, a, you're still a child.
1: Am I still a child? Uh, yeah.
0: To someone of my age, yes. Yeah, uh, I'm still yes. a
1: child because I s- everybody's like, let's get to those stuffed animals. And yeah. they're like, I want the tripod.
0: It should worry you that everyone's first instinct to get you something was to get you stuffed animals. <laughs> that might say something about uh, about what's going on in your life. But that's okay.
1: No, but it's funny because like we have an ongoing joke that Andy's my dad. Yep,
0: dad Andy, dandy
1: He's dandy Andy But yeah, so basically in our company Our dads, well my dad My dads are Dane and Andy <laughs> And like yesterday Andy Like uh, I forgot the like Not
0: real dads by the no, way no, not this real is, dads Yes It's this, just office It's a thing. It's, yeah. a thing
1: it's just an office like thing I'm nobody's
0: that dad, that's the best part
1: But it's like my brother
0: That's not true either I'm, Helping
1: just, stepbrother. I'm just I'm just me <laughs> Can't
0: make that joke man <laughs> uh, um, Oh man
1: But yeah um, I forgot to pick up my phone Because he called me I have my phone on silent And he called me and he's like Pick up my calls Party's cancelled like he's the one who picked out I thought arcade. you
0: typed party I saw that I saw that So mm-hmm. uh, we. Uh, so uh, Like one more he was time. just joking He was mm-hmm. And one more time Happy birthday Thank uh, you We got a bunch of stuff To talk about today
1: We're doing laser tags today too
0: We uh, Depends on how busy we <coughs> are um, We're gonna talk about New Year's box office uh, Which is becoming like My favorite segment of the week I enjoy mm-hmm. going through the box office And seeing how movies Are still doing It's weird Like mm-hmm. I'm not like a numbers guy By any yeah. stretch of the imagination But I enjoy looking at The solid facts when it comes to <clears throat> when it comes to this business uh, the business of Hollywood um, we are going to discuss the passing of Betty White, which is something I wasn 't going to discuss originally, but some stuff that happened uh, over the weekend kind of made me rethink that and we'll, we'll, we'll get into it mm-hmm. We are going to discuss Cobra Kai our review for Cobra Kai uh, which is um, revelatory in the fact that it brought us together for once on uh, our opinions on stuff. I know. We are going to discuss Jake Paul and his ongoing uh exploits as the best personal promoter in the history of uh, of uh, sports apparently. Mm-hmm. And we are going to discuss the hilarious uh Miley Cyrus wardrobe malfunction which I hope you got a chance to watch that clip because we're going to we're, well, we're going I to discuss it. Well, I watch her
1: New Year's party. So, yeah, I, so I you think saw it. I think I saw it because mm. I was with Tim. Well, technically
0: you didn't see it because she's mm. off stage, but you saw it in that yes, yeah. it happened on on air. So Yeah. we're we're going to discuss all those things. I th- I thought that stuff was kind of interesting. I also have some opinions on what's going to happen, what's going to come from that given uh, past such incidents at the Super Bowl and such. Mm-hmm. But I say we just go ahead um, get right into it. What do you say?
1: Yeah, no problem. So
0: you want to just go straight into uh, box
1: office? Let's go.
0: Let's uh, let's just go straight into box office breakdown. Uh, That's not really the name of the segment, though. That that sounds pretty good, huh? Uh,
1: We should have like little segments. (laughs)
0: Box office. uh, Box office talk. Trademark, (laughs) right?
1: Dude, we. um, You know how like Steven Crowder has like um, his segment where it's like, let's do six rounds and one. Plus one, because, Mm -hmm. like, when you shoot a pistol, there is, like... One in the chamber. There's always one in the chamber, so you always check in the chamber. Mm -hmm. And he has, like, a little animations, maybe... That would be like a little cute thing. Get
0: Jessica on it.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't want to add her payload. I mean, that payload. Workload.
0: I'm sure she would like to be added to the payload because that would be good. Yeah. So this is uh, Weekend Box Office Estimates uh, from Daniel Loria on Box Office Pro. This is uh, where I get most of my box office information from. I found that it's interesting. The sites that I've, uh, cause we've been doing this for a while now mm-hmm. and I've read most of these sites for quite a while, yeah. but I, I've noticed that there's a difference between articles I like to read for fun mm-hmm. and articles that I think are worth talking about. Yeah. Like anybody can hate read an article and talk about it, I guess, in a way, because it's very, I get emotional about mm-hmm. when I read stuff that really annoys me, just like anyone, not emotional, but you know, when something annoys you, you want to go and vent about it. Right. Yeah. But I, we can't really do that here. That's not really the goal of mm-hmm. what we're... T- I, you know, I like the idea of being firm on the things you dislike about Hollywood, but still trying to be as positive as you can be mm-hmm. uh, about things because whether we like it or not, entertainment is kind of baked into the culture here in America, yeah. whether that's celebrities, movies, whatever. Uh, by no means, you know, I give c- celebrities no leeway when they act stupid, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't necessarily go for the hate bait articles right off the bat. But what I found is that Box Office Pro... IndieWire uh, and um, CinemaBlend have become some of my favorites for getting articles, even though I, a lot of times I disagree with 90% of what I see on on those sites. Mm-hmm. I, I find these uh, diamond in the rough articles that I find uh, very fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. And Box Office Pro is just good because they go with the box office in the, in the straight numbers and stuff like this. So this says The weekend box office uh, estimates for Spider Man No Way Home crosses $600 million. Oh, not bad. Uh, in America. Mm hmm. Ranking among the 10 highest grossing domestic hits, not of the pandemic, of all time. Mm-hmm. That is insane. Like, it feels like we should be done talking about Spider Man, but it just keeps.
1: Nope. Keeps going. Everybody loves Tom Holland.
0: They do. So it says uh, Spider-Man No Way Home uh, cracked open, cracked open, cracked the top 10 (laughs) highest grossing titles of all time. The domestic of the of the domestic box office this weekend. The superhero sequel finished the weekend with fifty two point seven million from four thousand two hundred and six locations. So they're keeping it in a lot of theaters still. Mm -hmm. That number hasn't dropped yet. Uh, hitting for a total of $609.8 million in North America alone. It is the first film to cross the $600 million mark in the domestic box office since Avengers Endgame and the first movie not released by Disney to cross $600 million since uh, Universal's Jurassic World in 2015. Mm-hmm. Wow. First of all, that's kind of funny because even though it's not technically a Disney movie, it's still technically a Disney movie. Because it's it's technically part of the MCU, even though the majority of the characters are all Sony owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, you know, it's like apparently people can't get anything done without Disney these days, which makes me sad. Because well,
1: Disney owns pretty much everything. Like um, I was talking to Brian, and we were talking about the Will Smith documentary, like nature documentary. He's like, what's it, that? What was that called? Uh, I don't know. Um, it's I think.
0: I never saw it it.
1: We were watching it last night Like we were watching clips of it Okay uh, Where Will Smith He's like exploring nature And like Brian thought it was uh, A Netflix property And I was like No it's Disney Plus Because now they own Netgeo
0: Uh, Oh Is it Netgeo? National Geographic? Yeah. Okay. I, I was. That was a cool abbreviation you just did there. You sounded mm. very industry. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, but like Disney owns everything. Are, was it called The Sk- Entanglement?
0: No. No?
1: No, that's Jada Pickett-Smick. It was Smick?
0: Sp- What's Smick? Who's Smith? I have no idea. Uh, it should have been called An Entanglement with Will Smith. Oh, God. that, that meme of him looking really sad. Oh, God. Poor Will Smith.
1: And they, it was funny. They're like, hey, Will Smith, guess what? august is coming around the corner and he it has the face where he's doing that interview where Ugh. he's like upset of course mm- he is man mm-hmm.
0: that's he's just so sad
1: dude i i don't poor him like will smith genuinely like deserves like better yeah he, he does. deserves better
0: i feel bad for the guy mm-hmm. I feel and his guy. kids
1: are like insane
0: <laughs> yeah well uh, yeah.
1: <clears throat> but willow smith did release a new song
0: Believe it or not, uh, I don't have uh, bell notifications turned on for anything coming from Willow Smith, but...
1: Well, I saw it passing by. YouTube was like, do you like listening to Willow Smith?
0: It's because Will Smith is considered a priority creator on YouTube, so he probably, him and his whole family probably get... Uh, hella ad revenue or hella, hella advertising from the, the site <laughs> so
1: sorry that was off topic. moving on mm-hmm. i love it
0: uh <laughs> spider-man no way home earned 70 uh 78.3 million dollars from 61 m- markets over the weekend to push the overseas total to 759 million holy crap mm-hmm. so 759 overseas 600 million in the u.s my goodness Top o- top overseas earners continue to be led by the United Kingdom with 92.4 million, in Mexico 64.9 million. That's interesting. Like UK makes sense to me. Yeah. I always thought like the second or like third or fourth would be like Japan or, or France or something. That just shows you how what an uncultured swine I am, right? Like I was like I didn't know. Uh, I, I I always find it interesting what. Uh, you know, what markets, what demographics go see movies. Um, uh, well, I
1: know Japan loves Spider-Man because like, they love how young looking he is. Like Japan has a weird thing about like, uh, like having young characters mm-hmm. because they love that wonder of being child again.
0: It says the film is, uh, the film is set to expand. It. That is true. Right. Mm-hmm. uh, the film is set to expand in the coming weeks, including opening in Japan. Okay, so it hasn't even opened in Japan yet.
1: Nope. They so get everything really last minute. Um, same thing mean with South is. Korea. You know why? Well, it's... I, I forgot. I was watching a video explaining it. I think it's because piracy. Explain that. So, like, South Korea and Japan, like, they're in, in the whole world. They are known for high-speed internet, and, like... Korea does a lot of bootleg games. Okay, that's that. why
0: you get a lot of subtitled mm-hmm. uh, bootleg. Uh, some of the early better mm-hmm. copies of bootlegs. Not that I've ever done anything like that.
1: <coughs> we I've, never. Done I've that. never.
0: I mean, I am not a pirate, and I've never ever uh, sailed. me matey. I've never sailed the high seas ever in my life. Never done it. Yeah. No clue. I, I don't. I don't I, I,
1: know what he's talking about. I'm. Mean, where like,
0: is this bay, anyways? I've never been there, and I am no pirate. Um, so <laughs>
1: I mean, get that booty, There you go. Shoot your shot, Kings.
0: Um, We were discussing... uh, We have a coworker (laughs) who was discussing... uh, Who sent us a message recently about... uh, She watches the podcast and she said half the fun she has is watching me react to the stuff Miracle says.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she... One of her feedbacks is, like, she wants both of our screens to be closer together so she can watch us at the same time, but she's, like...
0: I made the screens bigger. In yeah, EBS. okay, thank you, because, yes. like,
1: that was one of the feedbacks. Also, another feedback, they said, can you, like, back off, like, two inches from the mic?
0: Back off two inches from the mic. There we go. There we go. Well, <laughs> oh, good for them. So, <laughs> um, uh, so, okay, so back on topic, right? Uh, We're working on it. So so it hasn't opened in Japan yet. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't opened in the Philippines. So it opens the 7th in Japan, Mm -hmm. the 8th in the Philippines, in Slovakia on the 13th, Norway on the 14th. So it still hasn't opened in a bunch of places yet. Uh it's Sony's highest grossing movie of all time with 1.37 billion dollars and ranks 12th as in his, as a his, in like his, in the history of the box office it's mm-hmm. like number 12 yeah. that's crazy. Uh Sing uh from Universal which I kept thinking was a Disney movie but it is not. Uh Sing added 19.6 million with over 3,892 screens. Mm-hmm. It's sophomore frame Excuse me, a mere twelve percent drop from its opening weekend. That's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, lifting the theatrical run in North America to eighty nine point six million, the title is now days away from overtaking Disney's Encanto at ninety one point three million as the highest-grossing animated film of the pandemic. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always call me uh, annoying, but I always love to see Disney take an L once in a while.
1: Well, I like, I, I like Encanto. The,
0: you, you like Encanto?
1: I like the music from it. It was <laughs> actually cute, but. It's, like, talking about, like, making the family better. Like, basically, the villain is, like, being... Not listening to your family and not being close with them. So, because, like, the grandmother has a high... She has, like, a high... um, Like, she expects more from the family. Like, her older sister... uh, isabella like she's perfect every way like she can grow plants just touching things and like she's supposed to be engaged to this one guy but she doesn't want to mm-hmm. but her grandmother's like you have to do it for the family
0: so the whole mm-hmm. point of the movie is that your family isn't important don't believe in family that's awful no, no, i disagree no no.
1: no, no, like they said like you need to communicate better That's the whole part of it. They're like, communicate better with your family. Like, understand where they're coming from. Yeah, That's what I liked about it. Also, I'm very confused why they had triplets and one of them is a redhead.
0: Like you no got sense.
1: some explaining to do abuela
0: that's uh yes it's very very uh soap opera-esque yeah to have just hmm one of these things is not like the other
1: <laughs> yeah because the other ones had like brunette hair and like they have one random one with red hair i'm like hmm. have you ever
0: seen the meme of like <laughs> it's like a baby uh it's like a baby gender reveal mm-hmm. and it says if it's Blue, it's a boy. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, I'm cutting it off. Okay, you know
0: what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, if it's blue, it's a boy. If it's pink, s- it's a girl. We'll stop here. Uh, um, but, but it goes the way you would expect that meme to go. No. Uh.
1: But, um, also, I searched up the reason why. So it says, Why does it take two to six months for Japan to release American made movies? Mm-hmm. And it says right here, going to the cinema in Japan is fairly expensive and therefore. Not quite common occurrence that other countries have it. Secondary reason tying in into this. Okay, they didn't put into together. That's why I was confused. Into this is that they wait for the movie awards to distribute, so they can then promote um, said movie in Japan as an Academy Award winning or. Oh, such.
0: interesting. So
1: that's why. So they do it because I wouldn't have e-
0: guessed that last one.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Basically, does that mean
0: like th- well does that mean that like Japan really cares about whether you win awards or not? Is that what they're saying?
1: Well, I feel like it I I feel like they do. Yeah. Let me check for Korea also because yep. Korea gets m- movies last minute too. But continue the article. Yep.
0: So <clears throat> uh, the title is earned fi- so now they're still talking about uh mm-hmm. um sing uh, fifty-four point. Uh, let's see. We'll start up here. It so says the title is now is now days away from overtaking Disney's Encanto as the highest-grossing animated film of the pandemic. The title has earned fifty-four point eight million dollars to date from forty-eight markets uh, in its overseas run, giving it a global total of one hundred and forty-four point five million. It's mm-hmm. very good. Ukraine leads the leads the new list of openers for Sing Two with one point two million. So it goes down here. Then we'll go to uh. 20 centuries, the king's man. Uh, moved up to third place in its sophomore frame with a 4.5 million dollar take from 3160 screens so that didn't do too bad considering that's almost a thou- that's over a thousand screens less than the other than Spider-Man mm-hmm. and much less name recognition mm-hmm. and only it says right here it says a modest 24% drop from last weekend's debut that's a pretty good drop that's not very much at all
1: Yeah and no, it's not bad
0: Nope, the uh, the film earned 19.5 million after 2 weeks in North America internationally the Kingsman has already earned 28 Point three million from twenty two markets. Mm-hmm. The film opened in several key markets this weekend with third place finish. So France, Mexico, and Spain, uh, and, and then also Asian markets from South Korea and in Japan. So mm-hmm. six point six million dollars from South Korea. The King's Man earned and four point eight from Japan, yeah. combining for over eleven million dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's doing pretty good as well. That's um, not
1: bad internationally, and also. I want to correct myself Actually Korea South Korea gets American movies First before any other country Faster Yeah they get it faster And the reasoning is South Korea is one of the Top Hollywood Movie ticket buyers Outside of the world Of um, The world of US
0: Interesting So they
1: buy more movie tickets That are American made movies
0: Yeah like we talk a lot about China's influence on the box office, mm-hmm. but that's more like uh, The tentpole films mm-hmm. they don't let all you because of the the way the government is structured over there They don't let a lot of American movies in mm-hmm. South Korea clearly does.
1: Yeah, so my bad um, Correction before anybody like hops on the keyboard. Train. Um No, South Korea gets first dibs and then Japan gets last dibs
0: interesting mm-hmm. very interesting So uh, this one I was interested in because I still want to see this movie and I haven't yet and that's Mm -hmm. American Underdog which is the Zachary Levi movie about Kurt Warner the Mm -hmm. pro football he's like the oldest player to ever uh, compete (sighs) in a Super Bowl or win a Super Mm Bowl Um, uh, finished in fourth place over the second weekend in North America the biopic yeah so it says four million dollars in its sophomore frame from 2,813 reaching 15 million dollars domestic tumbling down to fifth place this is the sad one here Uh, In only its second weekend, The Matrix Resurrection suffered a 64% drop to turn in its software weekend with $3.8 million. Mm. The sci-fi sequel opened day and date on HBO Max and only grossed $30.9 million in America since opening on December 22nd. That's really... A bummer. The Matrix Resurrections is, however, finding better staying overseas with a nineteen percent drop in its third weekend in Japan, where it's already grossed nine point seven million. But still, that's for how much that movie cost at mm-hmm. well over one hundred and fifty million.
1: Yeah, imagine like that budget going yep. down the drain
0: for just such a small return on investment. So it gives you a list here of uh, so it's Spider Man No Way Home was number one, mm-hmm. Sing two, The Kingsman three, American Underdog four, Matrix Resurrection five, West Side Story came in six. Uh, making 2.1 million, or yeah, 2.1 million. That was only a 26% drop off, so that's not too bad. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is still on this list. That's in seventh place. Is 1.45 million, uh, only a 17% drop off. So that one's still kicking. It's at a total of 123 million dollars. So that's uh, good hopes for people that want. To see Ghostbusters Afterlife get a sequel, which I am mm-hmm. clearly one of those people I, I really want to see that movie do well.
1: What's the movie Come On, Come On?
0: I have no idea what that is. That's a good question, but uh, I had never heard of it. It's an A24 film, so it's an independent. Uh, oh,
1: that company also bought my favorite um, adult cartoon series. It's called Has Been Hotel, but... The
0: we were going to cover that. We
1: we're were going to cover it because... Um, so basically, one of the... You didn't say
0: it was your favorite what you never told me it was your favorite
1: i did i told no. you multiple
0: occasions no you told me you liked it i don't remember hearing favorite
1: it's like my favorite because like it
0: typical m- guy i'm never listening he I'm never awful. listens to me i'm awful
1: but basically um the creator Pop she released one episode on youtube and she was planning to keep on doing it on youtube but then what happened was within two weeks it hit one mil- Over 1 million views
0: Wow It's
1: really good Because like It does a satire On like Christianity Belief of hell So The whole pr-
0: Well I'm triggered
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> But it's really cute So basically The whole story To summarize it The main character Charlie is trying to make um, All The sinners in hell Like all the Earth born sinners Go to heaven Like redeem okay. themselves Within hell um, Interesting but, but so one of the voice actors, she's the singer, voice for Charlie. Her mm-hmm. name is um, Elsie, mm-hmm. and she went on Twitter and she said that basically, the whole the whole voice acting crew, like the original voice actors, they all got fired.
0: Okay. Because oh like, yeah yeah that was what the mm-hmm. video the the clownfish video was about
1: yeah so basically they all got fired and. Everybody's kind of upset because like Hollywood said, we're taking over now and we're going to hire Hollywood actors yep, to do, do this. So I'm kind of I'm kind of pissed because my favorite characters from that series it is Angel Dust and Alistair. Like you can't. Re- Like you can't ruin them Like Alistair
0: The mm -hmm. the characters right? Yeah Okay And the the actors The voice actors that played them Are getting replaced by uh, Yeah
1: they're getting replaced So the voice actor for Angel Dust He is His name is Michael You can find him on You can find him on Ashley's If so if would just
0: look up IMDB And find the name Yeah you can
1: find him on Ashley's YouTube channel On Honeycast Okay Like they They talk about like The whole industry And like they there was one podcast that they did, and somebody asked, "Like, what is the main problem in your industry, being like a being a voice actor or an animator?" And he said, "Being a voice actor, the most frustrating thing is that you don't get the role because they want to hire a celebrity."
0: I was yeah, that's becoming more and more common now that mm-hmm. they're they're giving, especially with like when they do uh, comic book mm-hmm. like uh, animation. Yeah, because then they uh, a lot of times like the actor. Well, that's not really. true. Mm-hmm. Actually, I let me correct myself on that. It, when when they do uh, when when like Henry Cavill mm-hmm. n- now su- then they'll there'll be versions where Henry Cavill will look like Superman in the comics, right? Mm-hmm. But you know they're not going to make. Comics that look like voice actors because voice actors are not on screen actors.
1: No, that's why I was like kind of upset that not a lot of people were talking about the voice actor, like the English dub voice actor mm-hmm. Frieza. They're, like they didn't talk about him. What's the like, job
0: you sign up for to get net recognition in mm-hmm. that way?
1: Well, like Tara Songs, um, Tara's, not songs, Strong, she has a lot of recognition. Uh, because like the repetitions, <laughs> what? I just
0: remember there being a lot of drama when when all the Vic Mignogna stuff happened, mm-hmm. and it just made the it just made the voice acting industry like nuts to me, mm-hmm. as from an outside perspective.
1: Well, like I respect them so much because like once you're a voice actor, you're pretty set for life because like they pick you for almost every other role. Like once you find your voice and like do other impressions, like you're set for life.
0: Unless Mark Hamill comes in and takes your gerb. Drew Yeah
1: exactly Like they're planning The Like there's a meme That's going around But they They said they're planning To have like Chris Pratt in it And I was like No more Yeah
0: he's doing he, and he's, he's doing great. Mario too
1: He's great but like I really want the original voice actors. This show is so great, and I'm afraid Hollywood might mess it up because this show is very vulgar, too. And
0: she's bringing this up because we were talking about A24. Yeah, uh, because I saw She a- got off topic here a little bit. She Sorry. Was, we were talking about A24, which had the 10th place spot for a movie this Boo,
1: weekend. Boo, A24, you're ruining my favorite adult cartoon. That's, like, actually, like, changing people's, like, well actually the fandom's kind of wild But we don't talk about the fandom
0: Yep <laughs> uh, The fandoms are a minefield as always Why yeah. don't we Why don't we talk about Betty White
1: Betty White
0: Betty White This is uh I
1: made a joke around the office They're like how old are you turning Miracle And I'm like a hundred I last longer than Betty White <laughs> It was untasteful
0: That was extremely distasteful In fact it was
1: uh, I made a joke Oh but
0: Miracle I love um, Betty White I grew we, up
1: on her content
0: Uh that's not true What do you mean? <laughs> okay, what did you grow up on?
1: So I watched like clips of Gold, um, Golden Girl And also um, there was a movie There was a movie where like she was very sassy And that's where I love her the most When they hire her as the sassy grandma And the Simpsons had an episode of her where like Okay,
0: I that, that, that was waiting for it I knew hey! it had to be something with the Simpsons <laughs>
1: So the Simpsons um, There was an episode where they're asking like people Please donate to these poor kids They need your help And like this Homeware was like Okay I'm gonna donate And it's gonna be Under my name But they're not gonna Track me down And then PBS came And Betty White's like
0: Where's my money Yep Betty White needs your money
1: I need my money right now
0: Yep uh, So <laughs> <laughs> This article is uh, uh, it's, just, it's from the Los Angeles Times, and this mm-hmm. is more just uh, a general discussion of uh, mourning Betty White. Yeah. And it says, Hollywood mourns the death of Betty White, a spirit of goodness and hope. Uh, a couple of weeks shy of her 100th birthday on the, n- on the last day of an already cruel 2021, Hollywood legend Betty White died. Friday, news of her passing prompted an outpouring of condolences and remembrances on social media from former co-stars and long-time admirers of the mm-hmm. beloved actress, whose work and popularity spanned nearly eight decades. Oof. Now, the reason I brought this up is because the I wasn't we weren't going to cover this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're
1: going to cover the article. I thought it was funny, but like her secrets, how she like has a healthy life.
0: I I didn't want to I didn't want to cover that. I, I I didn't want to to cover mm-hmm. this because it just seems not off topic, but uh, it's you know I, I don't know. It's hard mm-hmm. to explain. I, it just doesn't seem like something that would normally want to cover. But what happened was we were in the middle of the New Year's party mm-hmm. at work and. We don't exactly work in a place where pop culture is everybody's forte, right? Me and yeah. you might find this stuff interesting, but mm-hmm. uh, the people we work with aren't necessarily all like that. And what was fascinating to me was how much of a reaction, because I was the one who found the found the news. Yeah, and, but and broke Lydia it to people. was. And people were genuinely upset by it. Like, every girl that we work with was saddened by this, and Dane was saddened by this. And, And,
1: like, Nick came down, he's like, no! Yeah, so, like... No! No, she's not. It it
0: was interesting to me how a bunch of people who don't necessarily care about pop culture that, you know, as much as we do, Mm -hmm. or aren't necessarily going to follow actors and actresses, uh, were so so upset by this. And Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, basically, she is kind of like Mr. Rogers in that she's universally loved. Yeah. Uh, Like you're, you're anybody who is saying a bad word about Betty White. It's likely to be, it's like a hot take meant to upset people or make them angry. Um, And what I thought was interesting about the comparison to Mr. Rogers was that, um, do you remember when Did you see the Mr. Rogers documentary Do you know much about I know uh, about uh, it But <sighs> So he, he's famous for uh, mm-hmm. a scene a, In Mr. Rogers neighborhood Where he uh, dips his feet in a, in a kid's pool With, mm-hmm. uh, with an, a man of With of an African American Yes Yeah
1: uh, like I love that
0: uh, show, uh, Francois Clemens was his mm-hmm. name. And that was in 1969. Um, but Betty White is almost morph f- is like not as, f- is more famous for a bunch of different reasons, mm-hmm. but she had a similar situation where she had a, like a, a backup dance, like a dancer, mm-hmm. uh, and on the Betty White show, uh, named Arthur Duncan yeah and she got a lot of flack from various uh, producers mm-hmm. uh, and uh, people who ran various TV markets yeah uh, saying that they shouldn't do that and she what's wrong with him? He was African-American, oh, and okay. so they were upset because this was in this. But what I'm saying is the Mr. Rogers situation was in 1969. Betty White's uh, with Arthur Davidson, that was in 1954. Dude, so she's progressive. She was a very, she pioneered. Uh, mm-hmm. She was the first female TV producer as mm-hmm. far as I was able yeah, to, I to gather. That uh, also, uh, in the Guinness Book of World, Record, World Records for the longest continuous television career of any female in history mm-hmm. at 79 years or yeah. more uh the golden girls is obviously something that transcends pop culture uh that theme song um
1: how do you sing it i'm not
0: singing it on air i will refuse to sing it uh
1: (sighs) i'll find it
0: i I can sing it i'm just not going to do it you don't need to bring it up we can't play it because it'll be copyrighted
1: no you can just say like one line
0: no thank you for being my friend
1: Okay, yeah. there we Being go. Oh, that was adorable. Yes,
0: uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs>
1: that was so <coughs> adorable. <coughs>
0: oh, I just talked into the mic. Uh, she started on the radio in the, in the 40s, mm-hmm. uh, and it just really bums me out to see somebody like who had that much of a positive influence on mm-hmm. the world uh, because whether you like it or not, celebrities these days tend to be extremely polarizing. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: she didn't th- talk about her politics at all either. Uh,
0: that, I mean, that does, uh, it's not even that. It's like celebrities just can't seem to find a way to be more uh, all-encompassing in their appeal to people, right? They mm-hmm. have to, you know... It doesn't even have to do with politics. It could be just your inability to not give hot takes on any situation, whether it's politically related, whether it's related to current events in your industry. People have to get their hot takes on Twitter, Mm -hmm. and they have to say this stuff that makes them feel good in the moment, Mm -hmm. but makes it a lot harder for people who maybe aren't feeling as emotionally invested in whatever you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It makes it harder for them to be willing to support you, yeah. right? And somebody like Betty White with a career that spans almost 80 years mm-hmm. was one of those last, you know, you've taught, you've mentioned a lot of times about the idea of old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's the definition of old Hollywood in that sense that she's mm-hmm. very, very um, good. With yeah. the, she uh, inspired a lot of people and you'll ve- you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone have a bad word to say about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, to find out that she passed 17 days shy Of Mm. her 100th birthday I was almost cruel to me
1: Yeah it was kind of sad Because like again About that article that I pulled up I was like Yeah Mm -hmm. it was like She was talking about like How her secret diet And like secret other um, Health benefits Could like help you live long too I was kind of saddened by this Also there's another There was another cartoon reference That I forgot to mention So Anybody who's, like, um, the same age as me or younger, you remember the cartoon series Amazing World of Gumball? Oh, oh.
0: You're waiting for an audience. I'm not your age, so. Oh,
1: okay. Well, I thought you would be familiar because it would be on Cartoon Network here and there. But there was an episode where... Richard Watson like he would hide and run away like randomly throughout the day And they did a golden girl reference and they had a character that was Betty White There you go, and I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: like you'd see her in cartoon like Mm -hmm. as like yeah
1: Like she had a good influence on the young kids too.
0: She she transcended She didn't need to be an actress anymore who she was was a character in and of itself. Mm -hmm. She was Betty White Yeah, she wasn't just uh, an actress who played other characters. Mm -hmm. She was herself and that was enough
1: I don't know. Like this kind of upsets me a little bit because, like, I feel like she's like the last good part of Hollywood.
0: Maybe not the last, but definitely represents a a, a changing of the guard. Mm-hmm. She was in uh, was it to, to like so she served in like the in like World War II, not like as you know, like uh, in the reserve or like the the voluntary. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing like making pro, you know, making uh bullets well maybe but you know, uh stateside so she would have she would have uh done her service mm-hmm. voluntarily uh i just found this whole thing uh, and then the amount of people that came out to to speak on it mm-hmm. uh so here's the was another,
1: another brilliant talent has made her transition i had a pleasure getting to know betty white and share a few giggles with her may she rest well um in a well-earned piece. She
0: she kind of transcended even meme culture. Like yeah. every year for the last five to six years, I've been seeing memes about like, mm-hmm. she's still alive and we need to make sure she stays alive. Protect Betty White at all costs. Oh no,
1: this is another, t- this, um, this tasteful meme, but like I sent you this meme where like it shows like all the people who passed away in 2021 yep. and it's like Betty White doing this yep. and she's like in between um, Prince Charles, is it yeah. Charles? And then whoever else yeah. died.
0: It was the Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, and the, then like the the leaderboard.
1: And then like Queen Elizabeth II is mm-hmm. on top because she's immortal.
0: Yep, it's uh, it's just crazy because mm-hmm. I, I just uh, uh, as somebody who's not. Who who is not offended by any of that? Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me how many people come out in support of a woman like Betty White for mm-hmm. being so damn good for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I I also wanted to mention like there's still they so they had a documentary or like a a, a Betty White. Celebration movie That was coming out On the 17th Mm -hmm. For her 100th birthday Yeah Right That they already was already filmed Mm -hmm. And they're going forward With it Mm -hmm. So my guess is that They're just going to Turn it into like A tribute video Rather than A celebration uh, Video Mm -hmm. Um, So that's sad like they're going to have to edit and change it because she didn't quite make it into, I I, I made the, not a joke, but I was like, if maybe if she was in Australia, it was technically 2022. We could say that she lived to to the year 2022, but she didn't. She passed away on the Mm -hmm. 31st of December, 2021. It's super, super sad. Mm -hmm. And all of these people that have such great things to say about her, uh, it's like an end look at this it's like an endless list yeah. uh, of celebrities that you know whatever you think of celebrities she clearly touched a lot of people and i, I would be w- my mom used to uh w- when i was taking care of my mom mm-hmm. um that was a very like i would be coming home from work and it, without fail every day the golden girl theme would be coming on because it would be on like uh you know like mm-hmm. old tv networks or whatever the you know the stations that play like old shows So even though I wasn't necessarily a Golden Girls fan, it Mm -hmm. still ended up impacting my life because I heard the theme song every day. Yeah, she touched a lot of people. Yeah, Uh, I
1: love that theme song.
0: (laughs) You sing it then. I'm not going to
1: sing it. I well because in the cartoon series Amazing World of Gumball, like that episode that I told you, they played that song. So. I'm gonna rewatch that episode. Yeah. I'm just gonna sit in the corner of your room and just cry.
0: The, there you go. Yeah. Uh, another thing I would noticed that when when she became like the first female TV producer, she also hired like the first female television director. So yeah. very very, uh, she uh, blazed a lot of trails for people. Uh, mm-hmm. Very very sad to, to see her passing, and I, I really wanted. I the only reason I even brought it up because I you know I, a lot of times it's always like I'm not an expert on Betty White. It's yeah. not like I was particularly attached to Betty White. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe that she is a national treasure in the way that you believe that anybody who has uh, made an impact on society is. But just how much people at our office noticed made me want to talk about it. So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah,
1: another tweet from Guy um, Branham. Uh, Branham, my bad, sorry. I can't read right now. But probably pronounced but,
0: Gee. I have gee. no idea.
1: Okay, well... Uh, it says right here, Betty White dying three weeks before she turned a hundred is the final act of a performer who, whose timing was always sharp, always unpredicted, and even the with the warmest characters always had, um, always a little dangerous. No one else could ever um, could live to ninety nine. So, and so perfectly leave us wanting more.
0: Oh, that is actually really well phrased. Yeah, that's, that's really good, actually. Is that that a, is
1: so well phrased. That's yep. why I wanted to read it. I was like reading it when you were talking, and I was like, "That's well phrased, guy." Yep,
0: that's that's good. So mm-hmm. R.I.P. I. Betty White for sure. E. That is uh, it is very sad, but she's on the maybe. Oh,
1: she. George um, Takei said, "Our national treasure Betty White has passed just before her hundredth birthday." So um, our Sue Ann. I can't read. I can't read. Like, they're giving you. You got dangerous
0: for a second there. I thought you were going to read something, and then she's like, I can't read. I
1: can't read. I'm just going to skip over the names. Um, Basically, he's listing characters that she did. Has joined the heavens. Oh, he's listing other people who passed away. Has joined um, the heavens to delight the stars with her impeccable style, humor, and charm. A great loss to all of us. We shall miss her dearly. And I wish he said, "Oh my!" at the end.
0: Very, very, very sad. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Dude, I'd be so sad if George Decay died. I can't lose George Decay. Somebody protect George Decay. Make sure he turtles out.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's uh, it's just so sad. It's very sad. Um, jo- George Decay is not that old, though. It's Takai, isn't it?
1: Takai. Yeah. Did I say Takai? Uh,
0: is it, how old is he? Can't be that old.
1: Um, I'll search it up while yeah. we transition to Maybe. the next article.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Betty White. Betty White. It's mm-hmm. uh. The the my only hope is that uh, she's performing up there. Yeah, yeah she's yeah.
1: up there, like making people. Oh, he's younger than her. Oh, um, yeah. he is. Eighty-four years old.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. I thought he was younger than that. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay. Well, uh, I I say that we move on because uh, as sad as that story, you know, I want to talk about something that I'm actually that makes me happy now after mm-hmm. having that uh, very very sad discussion. That just made me
1: sad, Brett. Yep. I was like trying to be happy, but then yep. I got sad. Yep.
0: Same. Same here. It was uh, much more of a bummer.
1: Yeah. Here. Let's do Cobra Kai. Okay.
0: We're gonna we're gonna talk about Cobra Kai. Uh, this is. Uh, the show that I think finally I was able to get Miracle on board for something that I she had watched the previous three seasons. Uh, I but, didn't like them. But um, well, I didn't. I never got the feeling that she didn't like them. I got the feeling that she was just kind of like meh. Uh, but uh, I, I think I turned her around on this one. And I will say, I think season four mm-hmm. is my favorite of the four seasons. Mm-hmm, uh, this was unbelievably good. This this season here. So yeah. this article is from IndieWire, mm-hmm. and it says Cobra Kai review: Season four remains one of the best film to TV continuations ever. I would say without a without hesitation that is one hundred and ten percent true. So it says pulling off a successful a successful a successful film to television adaptation is a tricky business. While TV series like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Mash are stellar examples of TV adaptations that expanded and even elevated their film origins, there have been there have also been forgettable failures like. Dirty Dancing, Ferris Bueller, and in the case of Cobra Kai, uh, which returns for its fourth season on Netflix, we're treated to a series that faithfully honors its roots while managing to tell new and compelling stories through its two main protagonists, Johnny Lawrence, uh, played by William Zabka, and Daniel Danny LaRusso, played by Ralph Macchio. Cobra Kai is an extension of the 1984 film *The Karate Kid*, which tells the story of Danny LaRusso, a shy teenager who relocates from New Jersey to Los Angeles, and soon becomes the target of a rich golden boy played by Johnny. Er, a rich golden boy, Johnny Lawrence. When the boy, uh, when they both vie, when they both vie for the affections of Allie Mills, played by Elizabeth Shue. After Danny suffers a brutal beatdown from Johnny, who is part of the, fear, the feared martial arts team Cobra Kai, Danny trains under the kind and wise Mr. Miyagi. Portrayed by the late Pat Morita And ends up defeating Johnny in a climactic Showdown at the All Valley uh, Karate Championship. The Karate Kid would Spawn several sequels and a remake in 2010 starring Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan We don't Chan. talk about that. We don't talk about the Jaden Smith one ever. It's, it's uh, off limits it, It's,
1: we're burning it down We don't talk About it. We don't acknowledge it. Like it's the same Thing with the Avatar movie Oy.
0: The last so bad. Airbender
1: um, one We burn it to the ground We don't acknowledge it.
0: Uh Off the top of your head, what was the first thing that you, out of everything that you saw, what did you enjoy the most about season four?
1: I enjoy, like, I enjoy, like, everybody, like, changing their personalities, kind of. Like, um, Peyton List's character, um, Tori. Tori. Yeah, Tori. I like her story arc. Like, basically, like, Samantha's mom, like, uh, Danny's, like, wife, basically got her fired from her job. And she tried to make amends, but she was like, dude, you ruined my life.
0: Yeah, well, she'd already had mm-hmm. she'd already been in juvie, yeah, uh, and so she, finding a job's hard.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I would say actually, I, I read an article somewhere, and I would agree that I think uh, Eli, uh, Hawk, and Tori have the best story arcs.
1: Yeah, and then Chris, when he like was about to change like his whole yeah. perspective of life. So, so then, basically,
0: season four. Is them training for the All Valley Tournament, and mm-hmm. the the bet they have is that Johnny and uh, Johnny and Daniel are going to team up as mm-hmm. Eagle Fang, Karate Tojo, and, um, Co- and and uh, Miyagi-Do, mm-hmm. and Miyagi Do, and and they're taking on Cobra Kai, which is run by John Kreese, mm-hmm. and the loser has to leave the Valley, and they can't do karate there in the Valley anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kreese goes out and gets help from his old friend Terry Silver, mm-hmm. whose character arc, if you actually look. Look at it without looking in the context of the movie is absolutely bonkers and makes yes. no sense whatsoever but it's so freaking good because uh, Thomas Ian Gr- Thomas Ian Griffith is so freaking good as Terry Silver uh, he's he looks kind of in, in the beginning when you see him he looks kind of subdued and almost beta mm-hmm. he's like his girlfriend's ordering him around he's around all these rich people because he comes from a, his dad was rich and he's got lots of money mm-hmm. um, and like you literally see the evil <laughs> reincor- reincorporate in him yeah. uh, throughout the the episodes as he becomes more and more like his self from the from the original uh from Karate Kid 2 yeah. and that my favorite line maybe in anything I've ever seen and I'm paraphrasing here was when he when he's trying to apologize for what he did in the eight or when he's talking to Kreese when they're having their first discussion when Kreese is trying to get him to come back to Cobra Kai he says I was so hopped up on cocaine and revenge <laughs> Dude, that line right there uh, that is the most 80s line I've ever heard in my entire life, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, I was so hopped up on cocaine and revenge. You um, were
1: just obsessing with it. You kept on telling me nonstop, was, and I'm like, leave was, me alone. It was so
0: funny. Uh, bite me. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Kreese, uh this show has, has done a very good job. I would say the, the number one... Um, Trademark of this show is its ability to turn its characters into shades of gray, meaning that nobody is a clear good guy or bad guy, Mm -hmm. except for now, maybe like Terry Silver is like the only clear-cut bad guy Mm -hmm. because even John Kreese goes through a redemption arc of sorts here you know you learn in his first appearances in season two that he was that he embellished what happened to him after Cobra Kai failed the first time yeah he's like I went back overseas and trained special forces you learn that that's not really what happened there Uh, but even he by the end of this episode by the end of uh, episode 10 allows uh, Tori to kind of take her own approach to to taking down sam and shows a lot more heart and character dude i hate sam so much <laughs> and, and yes yeah, so we both agree that maybe i love the actress who plays sam mary mauser but that character is one of the most unlikable people mm-hmm. uh she's just so smug mm-hmm. and so snobbish and so just kind of bitchy all the time mm-hmm. and, and it's really annoying uh i mean but it's what's weird is like if she was supposed to be a bad guy, that would make sense, but she's not really supposed to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how to take, I mean, I get it. They're painting these characters in shades of gray. And I would say Daniel is probably the second most annoying because it's always his way or the highway. Exactly. He has-
1: they call him out so many times.
0: He has no real uh, appreciation for others for anyone that does anything differently from him, mm-hmm. meaning that he believes everything that the right way to do everything is his way and his way only. Yes. Uh, it comes off as very intolerant and, and kind of annoying, yes. uh, wrapped in this kind of uh, blanket of virtue, which is the most annoying part to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that part is just frustrating to me because he's supposed to, or I shouldn't say fr- it's actually good because if it was less complex, that would be a bad thing. Yeah. But the characters are complex. Uh, Johnny, they are. Johnny, uh, is probably the most, what I view as like the most genuinely good character now. Mm-hmm. Uh one you know, he's dating Miguel <laughs> he's dating Miguel's mom and uh he's, uh he's
1: I love the part where he's like, We're protection. I mean, don't wear uh, it. Let so the girl w- choose. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's uh And his mom's like, really? Like season four and they're still doing these kind of Johnny fish out of water stories Mm -hmm. that are really funny. Maybe the best (laughs) segment in the whole season is watching Johnny try to use feminism Mm -hmm. uh, and woke uh, talking points to get women to join to get like girls to join the dojo.
1: Yeah. And and he's like,
0: I can. (laughs) He's like, I learned feminism for this.
1: Also, he said, "What's Uber?"
0: Yeah, he he had no idea what an Uber was. That Mm. was, uh, but uh, there there's a a really what I love about it is this show both uh, implements uh, modern day political uh, ideological sensibilities and both thumbs its nose at it through the perspective of the older generation mm-hmm. but doesn't degrade it from the perspective of the younger generation mm-hmm. so the they're not, the kids are not portrayed as dumb for believing differently than the older generation yeah. and the older generation isn't perceived as awful mm-hmm. for seeing things differently they're just people from two different periods of time mm-hmm. that see the world differently the th- there's this really funny scene where and I brought it up to you yesterday when we were watching it when they get this uh, girl from the debate team to come and join their dojo and she goes And
1: the gymnastic girls too yeah
0: but she goes hi uh, my pronouns are she her Mm -hmm. and he goes the only the only (laughs) pronouns in this dojo are sensei and student Mm -hmm. and then the girls like those are nouns He's like, like oh, quiet. <laughs> he's like, oh, really quiet. Yeah, it's like, it's really good. Like, mm-hmm. it would be, there, there's so many times where this show walks the line mm-hmm. where it could easily become a weird after-school special talking point of mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, the writer's beliefs, and it never does that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't use buzzwords. It, yeah. In fact, it used the buzzwords as a joke mm-hmm. in those segments, right? Like yeah. it, 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 it pokes fun at the fact that everything has, like, a label and a buzzword mm-hmm. now, but the rest of the the dialogue never goes into yeah, that.
1: Yeah, like the character Kenny. I said like... Basically, he could report all those kids and say that's a hate crime. But they don't. They make it Mm -hmm.
0: about bullying, which is, even even when they talk about bullying, which can become a buzzword Mm -hmm. in today's, you know, the idea that everything's bullying, that, you know, uh, they never do that. It feels natural to the environment of the show. Yeah. So you're not looking at something and feeling like you're being lectured by some Hollywood writer.
1: Exactly. You
0: feel like you're living in a situation that's actually going on.
1: Also... Brett and I made a joke last night. We're like, we're in the wrong cult. We should join the karate cult.
0: It is weirdly, it's hilarious how in this world... Everything revolves around karate. Mm-hmm. It's like you. It's like you go and enter the valley. Do they? Uh, uh, so you enter the valley, and the rest of the world disappears, and then all of a sudden, all you see are people in uh, in and, and doing karate, and you have no idea why. These forty year old men who have stable jobs and income. One of them's a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Daniel's doing all right. If he's if he's if he owns a a, a Mercedes. If he owns a Mercedes dealership, his daughter drives an AMG. They're doing all right. But God forbid, we've got a stop the evil cobra kai and it makes no sense if you look at it from a thousand yard view Mm -hmm. but the writing is so sharp (laughs) the characters have so much definition and -hmm. and and and, uh tone to them that you get lost in the absurdity of it all but in a good way Mm -hmm. the the and they and they even draw uh outside influence on it like like daniel's wife the mom is literally there to like point out the absurdity and be like I can't believe I'm living through, like, a karate a karate feud Yeah. in 21st century America. Mm-hmm. There's a, a dojo feud in my town, mm-hmm. and it's causing my daughter to get suspended from school, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're starting blood feuds, and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And she's there to be the one that both points this out, but also draws you back in, because then she gets involved, too, with yeah, Tori. Yeah, for
1: sure. I don't know. Like... For me, I'm like, this show, like, it just got better. I was like, maybe I should just skip the first three seasons and block out what happened and just watch (laughs) season four because I love season four so much. Like, Brett and I. Last night, we were watching it all the way to 5 in the morning.
0: I, I managed... I've now watched it through twice. Miracle finished it. And I mm-hmm. I on New Year's Day, I watched the whole thing through. I don't binge things almost ever anymore. I've, yeah. I, I'm actually like... A lot of people complain about the Disney model right now where they mm. release an episode a week. I actually like that. Yeah. I like not having to like... Because when I start a new show and I see that it's got eight or ten or twelve or sixteen new episodes, I mm-hmm. just kinda get exhausted. I'm like
1: But this show is actually like really very interesting. B-
0: and very bingeable. Mm-hmm. Um
1: because like we try to watch in the silent sea But it's kind of So slow I think we're gonna Drop that series right
0: Possibly I'm gonna give Episode 3 One more go today And if it cha- If it gets better
1: I'm not gonna watch it Because I wanna watch Superman and Lois Like yeah. I watched The first episode Get ready for
0: that For uh, Cause that Season 2 comes out The 11th
1: Okay um, I need to Watch it Like binge it Quickly
0: and here's one of the reasons that this is something I was going to bring up uh, and I'll mm-hmm. talk more in Superman and Lois one of the reasons why Cobra Kai is such a, a revelation and it's so good is that s- season one of Superman and Lois is fantastic
1: yeah oh but,
0: my God. but okay it's when these characters get into season three and four mm-hmm. and they've done the main storylines that's when you start seeing the horrible woke uh, mm-hmm. really buzzword heavy writing come in yeah. because they're running out of uh, the original idea the yeah. original story they wanted to tell is running out and mm-hmm. they need to change things so uh, mm-hmm. you start seeing that Uh, You know these ideological bends Creep into the writing Mm -hmm. right now it's all About Superman he's raising His family how am I supposed to Take care of my kids and and be a husband And be Superman that's a great Story in season one and two but once you Get into season three and four they're like where can We go we got to go talk about the kids and that's when The characters start becoming nothing like they Were in earlier seasons and uh, But but I
1: think they can do it because like um, Spoiler alerts if you haven't Watched Superman and Lois Basically so they have twins so Jonathan Kent And Jordan Kent So They both have Opposite personalities Obviously because twins Um, Jonathan is The more cheery one That you see in the Comic books today Where he's very energetic He wants to help anybody He's an
0: athlete He's he's an athlete
1: Yeah like Popular like Any girl can be Wooed by him And then you have Jordan which is like they only did one Series with him mm-hmm. Like in the comic books
0: Yeah that's more of a Deep cut Yeah But he's got social Anxiety disorder yes. he's, Severe he's, Yeah, yeah. They, And they do a good Job with that, in mm-hmm. that If there's one thing That show does really well They don't portray him As mm-hmm. like some type He's not like Uh, He's not a freak He's not weird He's just struggles With social He's like me In a lot of ways Like I struggle The same way With social situations For me
1: I don't feel like I see it Because I'm the one Who pretty much Like talks to you The most
0: But in general uh, If there's a large Group of people at work, mm-hmm. I'm avoiding those situations. Uh, I tend to mm-hmm. I tend to be more private. Mm-hmm. I tend to spend more time alone. That's just me. Mm-hmm. But and, and I I do get s- social anxiety around larger groups of people, even when they're people that I'm very close with. Yeah. Uh, and I was on antidepressants when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not on them anymore. Uh, I had a lot of those same issues. So I his personality resonates with me. Yeah. More like I I see more of Jordan in me mm-hmm. than I see of. Jonathan, way more. Well, even though I played sports. mm
1: -hmm. Well, spoiler alerts also about Jordan. He has superpowers.
0: Yep. So we're getting Mm -hmm. off topic here, but but the, the the, the point is that Cobra Kai is proof that you can. Stay with that. That you can do four seasons yeah. and not change the tone of your show or the tone of your writing. You can keep it consistent. Uh, I would say that uh, one more thing. I think Robbie works better as kind of a flawed, mm-hmm. redeemable bad guy per se. He's yeah. on the out. He's on the outskirts of being an antagonist, but he's not really like that's what I'm saying. It's very hard to ki- to define any of these characters is good or bad, right? Yeah. If, if I if I told you Miguel is the only one who seems like he's 110.5% a good guy. Yeah. Every time something bad happens he just looks sad that something bad is happening and like people are fighting it's like I don't like that we're fighting. This mm-hmm. is a, like... He's the only one who feels like a 100% good guy. Everybody else is shades of gray and it's mm-hmm. handled perfectly.
1: Yeah, for sure. If
0: you have not watched Cobra Kai please do yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. Go start from season one. Season one is really good. Season two is... But four is... It gets, it gets better as it goes. So mm-hmm. please go watch it.
1: Yeah, and also the actor for Hawk right now, he's trending.
0: Yep, there you go, mm-hmm. Hawk.
1: Yeah, and then um, the actor who plays as uh, Robbie, he's also trending. I'm trying to search up the reason why. For Hawk, it's because there's a scene where like he gets buzz cut. Yeah, they, they shave his mohawk. And then like people are also searching up in his real life who he's dating. Holy sh! Oh, my God. The guy who plays Robbie is the same age as me.
0: Makes sense. Looks about right.
1: Um. So I'm putting in my resume to date you. <laughs> I'm joking. What's
0: his name? Nothing. No. What's the actor's name? Tanner. Okay, Tanner. <laughs> well, I'll 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 send him your uh, give me his email address. I'll send him your resume. Well,
1: I I. <laughs> Well, the guy who plays as Miguel looks like my boyfriend. And I'm like, um, I showed Charlie today. (laughs) This is me coming back talking about Charlie because Charlie is like my favorite thing in the whole wide world.
0: You made it like three episodes without talking about him.
1: But um, he looks like Miguel. And I told Charlie today, I was like, you look like this actor. He's like, no, I don't. Because like apparently somebody said he looks like Keanu Reeves
0: i don't see that i
1: don't no. see that i was like i see miguel yep. it's because he's in the pool and he's like smoldering with <laughs> his cousin and i was like no honey you look like miguel and i love you either way
0: there you have it <laughs> there you have it so basically go watch cobra kai
1: watch it's- cobra kai and look at the person who looks like my boyfriend
0: there <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the only reason why you need to watch it that's
0: the only reason that is the only reason. Okay, let's talk Jake. We, Jake Paul seems to always find a way onto these segments, right? It, yeah, it's really, I found it. Uh, I, I had seen the art, but I found another article. Mm-hmm. So the first one, uh, it's Jake Paul and Dana White talking about uh, him being willing to join UFC, yeah. which is uh, hilarious. But then there's another one about uh, them... <laughs>
1: Where he claps back.
0: (laughs) Where they clap back with with, uh, drug uh, test references uh, saying that they need to drug test each other. So this stuff is, it gets funnier every time. So it says, Jake Paul to Dana White, I'll fight Masvidal under these conditions. UFC president claps back. Um, Basically, Dana White didn't waste any time firing back at Jake Paul after the problem child issue a list of demands, he said, for the UFC pres to meet. If he wished to set up a Jake Paul versus Jorge uh, Masvidal fight in the UFC. Uh, Jake Paul said that he's willing to get inside the octagon against Masvidal for a UFC fight, but first he wants Dana White to do a few things. So he's putting out his list of demands here. Mm-hmm. Um, the YouTuber just laid out his terms and conditions for a potential bout against uh, 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 Gamma Bread? Game mm-hmm. Bread? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, says so Saying he wants UFC fighters to get what he feels they deserve. Uh, so paid better, I'm guessing. Um, Happy New Year, Dana White. Here's a real challenge for you. I will immediately retire from boxing and fight Masvidal if the if the UFC agree to and then he lists it here in the we can pull it up here um, on Twitter. It says, Increase the minimum fighter payout per fight to 50K. It's 12K right now. Guarantee UFC fighters 50% of UFC annual revenues, which they had was $1 billion in 2021. Holy oh, yeah. crap. Pro- provide long-term health care for all fighters. You have previously said brain damage is part of the gig. Imagine if the NFL said that. There are many UFC alums that have publicly said that they are suffering from da- brain damage. and they have fi- You have five days to accept and implement the above by March 31st. Uh, Wait, you have five days to accept and then to implement... So you have five days to accept the terms and then you have to implement all of them by March 31st, 2022. Once implemented, I will immediately retire from boxing and enter USADA and agree to a one-fight deal with UFC to fight uh, weak Chin Jorge. Oh. Uh, to all UFC fighters, take time to take a stand and create value for yourselves and peers. You deserve higher pay, you deserve long-term health care, and above all, you deserve freedom. Uh... Support each other I am not your enemy I am your advocate Who selfishly wants To KO a few of you To make a big bank To make big bank He is a fantastic Personal marketer Mm -hmm. He is like He could teach A master's class In marketing Yeah uh, For himself On how to market Your own If you have your own brand Yeah Not for a company Oh
1: Jake Paul That's a smart move Unless like You're too lazy To make your Own like Brand for that There's also um, Skillshare (laughs) <laughs> We're not sponsored. That was really...
0: That would have been hilarious <laughs> if you actually had a sponsor. Um, if you... Oh, man.
1: Uh, I should do transitions where like, uh, Skillshare.
0: For ads that aren't actually ads.
1: <laughs> exactly. In,
0: in a public post to the UFC boss, uh, Jake wrote... To, so then they go on about what he wrote. And then... Masvidal responds says the UFC isn't going to let me go for chump change make that 20 guaranteed plus pay-per-view and I'm sure the UFC will be okay with it as long as I break them off their feet and then I'll gladly break your face so basically, he said that uh, J- uh, Michael Benson says, Jake Paul has publicly offered uh, Masvidal $5 million plus a percentage of pay-per-view sales to fight him next. Let's make it happen. That's the most you'll ever you'll have ever gotten paid. <laughs> Daddy Dana just has to let you out of your contract. You work for the UFC. You're a bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, Jake Paul is pushing back and then Mass Like, it's becoming professional wrestling. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, this is... Um, Two professional wrestlers. Uh, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock uh, arguing with each other on Twitter and Vince McMahon getting caught in the middle except for Vince McMahon as Dana White. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Vidal is The Rock and Dana and uh, Jake Paul is clearly Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Jake <laughs> claims the UFC generated about a billion dollars in 2020 alo- 2021 alone. So essentially he's saying 500 mil should be earmarked and divvied up among the talent themselves. There's more. Jake wants Dana to put a focus on healthcare for the fighters, so they went through all of this. So d- Dana has done this really good job of putting the ball in the court of yeah. the people he wants to get into bed with business-wise mm-hmm. and either make it too uh, too difficult to get out. Like Basically, it becomes too financially beneficial to say no mm-hmm. and the... the pressure put on you by making this part of social media also adds to the fact that they can't look like they're just backing out of good business opportunities or like they're not stepping up. Right. Mm -hmm. So Dana White, who is a fantastic businessman, he and and this was the other, uh, it says Dana White responds to Jake Paul's cocaine allegation Mm -hmm. with a proposed challenge. And then she says, yes, this is a real headline. (laughs) Uh, If there was any concern to trash talking and name calling between Dana White and Jake Paul, uh, that it would appear to taper off you can put those worries to rest the UFC headman recently appeared on boxing's favorite Teddy Atlas show and of course the topic of social media star turned boxer came up white used the opportunity the opportunity to reiterate that he won't lend out any of his UFC fighters and a proposed challenge and proposed a challenge related to drug testing apparently Dana white is willing to undergo drug testing for a cocaine if Jake Paul is willing to undergo drug testing for steroids you can check out the direct quote from from White that he dropped in the Conversations with Teddy Atlas podcast. He says, I've got a challenge for Jake Paul. This guy keeps saying that I'm only a that I'm a cokehead. He can randomly cocaine test me for the next ten years if I randomly steroid test him for the next two. <laughs> Damn. That's brutal. Uh what do you Shots think? Fired. What do you, what do you think? Do you think uh there was a picture, let's see. Do you think Jake Paul's on steroids? Pfft, no. No? You think, no, that's, think that's all natural? <sighs>
1: I don't know because, like I've seen his brother Logan Paul like do the actual training for it, so I think that you
0: you've seen like the training regimen they do, mm-hmm. okay,
1: yeah, I told you like I used to watch this stuff before
0: yep. they ruined it. They ruined it. Um, mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, for anyone who's outside the loop on the back and forth between these two men, the above is pro- quote is probably sounds ludicrous given all that has transpired. However, it is actually ma- it actually makes a lot of sense. Let's back up a little bit and talk about how we actually got to this incredibly weird place. A few years ago, Jake Paul's brother Logan put together some celebrity boxing matches. Jake Paul Jake fought the undercard and actually looked quite good. So he turned pro- to so he turned professional and started fighting on his own. He brutally KO'd X ex- and. NBA player Nate Robinson in the undercard of the Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight, and started calling out anyone famous who would uh, who would listen to who would listen, including Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. UFC boss Dana White has extremely has been extremely dismissive of Paul and made numerous comments about how he's not a real fighter. He trashed his skills, and he never said he and he said he'd never fight in the UFC. Isn't this uh, is Jake Paul the one that? Um, Joe Rogan said was like actually talented. Like no,
1: that's um, Logan.
0: Logan Paul, right? Because Logan has act- a, a like has a background in wrestling. Yeah. Okay. So
1: Logan actually has um, combat history, and also I just want to give a compliment to Logan Paul. I used to follow him on Vine, but after <laughs> Vine, oh my God, I'm dating myself.
0: Boomer. Boomer. How boomer?
1: Mm-hmm. But um, basically, he had the biggest comeback in his career. You remember the whole January 1st uh, Japan suicidal forest Mm-mm. video? Oh, you don't even no, know I about know it. I know about that. Uh, I think they took it down, but basically what happened was when Logan Paul was still like popular because of Vine days, he thought it would be funny because he went to the notorious Japanese suicide forest and he saw a dead body of that was hanging from one of the bamboo trees and he thought it would be funny to go film it.
0: Wow that's freaking awful
1: Film it and react to like Oh my god I found a dead body Let me poke at it Yeah and he got cancelled for that that? Well yeah He got cancelled for that And like everybody real cued him Like everybody And like basically he I thought his career was over This was Jake or Logan? Logan Okay And then this is why I'm giving him a compliment But when he started doing boxing and UFC Like his career came back And he became more humble after that. Does
0: Logan box or do UFC? He does um, UFC, USC, but
1: UFC, at right? first it, it was like boxing a little okay. bit.
0: It is funny that Jake Paul, like he mostly just, I mean, he's not boxing boxers. He's boxing celebrities and people who mm-hmm. do other who do other disciplines. Yeah. So it's not really the same thing. I
1: don't know. I just don't like Jake. But Logan, you're cool.
0: There's absolutely money in this though. Mm-hmm. What's funny about it is I, I, I made a reference the other day that made me feel old mm-hmm. Um I referenced Celebrity Deathmatch. And Miracle <laughs> gave me this blank stare. She's like, what the hell is Celebrity Deathmatch? And that's kind of what it is. I mean, without the death part, mm-hmm. it's basically people, these guys are getting rich off letting celebrities who no one likes mm-hmm. fight each other and beat each other up.
1: Exactly. Which is funny.
0: That's, I mean, that's a great business model. Like, mm-hmm. how much would you pay to watch me get my ass kicked? But then he keeps winning.
1: I think it's weird. <laughs>
0: You think it's rigged? I think it is uh, rigged. Well, we we, we actually talked about that. We talked about that that one Mm -hmm. episode.
1: The Mayweather fight with him where they hug. I was like... This is dumb. I didn't. But I didn't one, pay good free money to not good wa- free money. <laughs> yeah,
0: because we, I... <laughs> we did go. We did get into like the the th- the thoughts that maybe the, the his last fight might have been rigged because some dude put mm-hmm. up a video. He's like, look at the twist of his wrist. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. clearly taking a sign to giving him a sign to take the KO on the next one. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's rigged. Uh, they they advertised though. They did advertise later that the that the one with um, Mayweather mm-hmm. was a was an exhibition and not <laughs> an actual fight. I think Mayweather would have knocked him out very quickly.
1: <laughs> I still think it's funny. Mayweather is like, I don't need a read. I can pay somebody to read for me. Yeah, well, when he, you got, when you got, I give him FU so money, much, <laughs> I give him so much respect because he's like, I, yeah,
0: I don't need a read. When, when you've got F money, mm-hmm. you don't need to, to do that. So, um,
1: yeah, again, I give respects to Logan, but I still think he's a terrible person after that video.
0: Is, which one is the one that's really into Pokemon? That's Logan. Logan? Okay. Mm-hmm. I always get the mix. I always get the mix up. Just
1: remember Logan's the older one. Okay. Lo- older one with longer hair.
0: Jake Paul took those initial comments very personally. Uh, the comments about him not being a real fighter Mm -hmm. and started increasing his trash-talking against Dana White, against the UFC, and against Conor McGregor. He publicly talked about UFC fighters allegedly being underpaid. He bashed McGregor's wife and even dressed up as White for Halloween, Mm -hmm. (laughs) inferring that he has a cocaine problem and he's made the claim more directly in a recent interview. At one point, his trash-talking against White in the UFC got so aggressive, Logan Paul asked him to tone it down. Okay, so Logan is like, hey, dude, calm that down mm-hmm. uh it says obviously this wager the wager of uh drug testing mm-hmm. <laughs> is never going to happen uh neither of the men has anything to gain by subject subjecting themselves to drug testing they does he not have to be drug tested for boxing
1: no you have to it's every sport
0: okay because so,
1: they don't want you to take enhancements
0: but they're talking about how like he's saying i'll do uh but well, you see what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. you're saying Dana White's saying if he gets steroid tested for two years, I mean, wouldn't he already be being steroid tested? Well, okay, so... Or is it because it's, like, not a... Is it not, It's still a... It's a sanctioned fight. It's through the Boxing Commission, Yeah, okay, so
1: they do test for steroids. Um, I was watching a video because... Um, so, this is where I fangirl over David So, but his, um, his friend, Bart Kwan, so they're in weightlifting, and they explained it a lot because, he, like, he's in... To like USC fights also And they had a expert come on To their show Explaining to it So it's kind of hard Because when you Take certain things um, They can't Drug test it Because like It's still legal Oh, ma-
0: Drugs with masking Agents and stuff like that Yeah like, it's
1: still legal So these fighters Still are taking steroids To a certain extent But it can't be Like picked up so it's kind of legalize
0: all the, <laughs> let them take whatever they want. I, I say. know
1: baseball used to be fun. That's so I was, I
0: was literally say it's like there's this... Uh, I, I at one point I, I I posted this comment that was on mm-hmm. a, a John Boy media video. John Boy is like this dude who does like baseball analysis. Yeah, uh, and he's like I don't want he's like I'm sick of this boring. Uh, the comes like I'm sick of this boring no drugs. He's like I want the guys to be jacked up on <laughs> on so many steroids they look like they're like uh, what was the rock Pokemon. <laughs>
1: Geodude? Geo dude,
0: like the guy should look like Geo. the the batter should look like Geodude dude. Oh wait, the,
1: are you sure the the Rock one? Because there's Machamp. Um, one of his evolutions looks like a guy that he looks like he's based on the Rock, where like he used to be in wrestling and where that like tight. Speedos. Yeah, so, so, And he's like Yeah okay. So
0: basically He's like The guys should look like They're like They should just be Jacked to the gills And the mm-hmm. pitcher Should be using So many like uh, Oily substances Their mm-hmm. hand is basically Stuck in baby oil And petroleum jelly <laughs> <laughs> And he's like And just let them Duke it out With whatever Performance enhancing Chemicals that they can have Right Yeah So just just, <laughs> just let them use Whatever they want To their advantage Arguably baseball Got saved by the The steroid era During mm-hmm. the home run derby Or you know The, the home run race Yeah I remember um, God, you were so young at that point too. You weren't even born
1: yet. Yeah, but I still remember because I remember like the whole allegations of um, A. Rod and then like
0: Barry Bonds. Yeah, Barry Mark Bonds, McGuire. Yeah. Um, er, it's, it's, Ken, there's a reason I wear so many, uh, I wear twins hats because Mm -hmm. I'm from Minnesota, but I also wear a lot of Seattle Mariners hats uh, and wear Seattle Mariners stuff because Ken Griffey Jr. is my favorite athlete of Mm -hmm. all time. And also the one who escaped no steroids and still the greatest swing in all of baseball. So he was, uh, he was the lone holdout to not be uh, uh, using drugs during the, at least as far as we can tell. But again
1: there are certain steroids that can't be detected it can be in other things different
0: time back then well
1: okay so another thing like supplements, um they do have like a little bit steroid so sometimes you can't tell so well, yeah there's
0: legal steroids that you yeah. take for uh if you you know after, after injuries or for uh mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can take steroids for, ic- I don't for illness. Know, but, but that's for different.
1: me, like this is what Bart Kwan and Joe Jitskawa said. We should just have a league of sports where they do all
0: the drugs. Let's, let's just call it the all drugs league. The just all drugs Le- league. Let them do it. Let them if they wanna mm-hmm. if they wanna subject their body to that, let them do it. I mm-hmm.
1: bet you a bunch of athletes will do it. They're this like, Are you gonna pay me more? Yeah, this, cool. is,
0: this is the funny part. Like you mm-hmm. could make like the, the prize money more for like the ones who do it the legal or who do it the non-drug way yeah but if the but then if you for the ones who use the drugs they get like a share of like whatever the like the like the pay-per-view buys are yeah they're still going to get more money because more people are going to pay to watch all the drug all the jacked up athletes
1: i want to see a man with like his veins coursing out his (laughs) biceps punching another man that is like coursing with his Sorry, I was
0: I was watching a a video of like. (laughs) Sorry, I got too
1: excited by like watching men like punching each other. Can't you?
0: It's very it's very visceral. (laughs) I was watching a video of the nineteen ninety eight home run derby. Yes as somebody like me is want to do in mm-hmm. their free time and uh because ken griffey jr just as i mentioned earlier yeah beat the crap out of everyone that year and there's this great video of mark mcguire watching mm-hmm. him and he's chewing his gum like he's literally eating an animal because you could just tell yeah. he's probably the steroids just the veins are popping out of his neck and yeah. <laughs>
1: no that reminds me of this guy i thought he was like Okay, looking back, remember freshman year, he had no muscles. He had no muscles. He didn't have pectorials. And then our he's walk w-
0: around shirtless at school.
1: No, no, no like, no, no, no. Um, because you can tell when you just wear a tank top, like you can tell like the muscle definition. But our senior year, all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, he had muscles.
0: Well, and how like many years went by, he could have just done no. That, I didn't? watched him like progress. Like you, had, Miracle, just weirdly has like pr- progress sheets on all the men <laughs> in her class. It's kind of weird, Miracle. It's kind of weird. Hey, just hey, saying.
1: Hey, leave me alone. I have my weird hobbies. <laughs> you're
0: kind of weird, dude. No, and I don't. I don't
1: do that. But no, like legit, like freshman to junior year, he was like a stick. But then senior year, all of a sudden, he had like big ass muscles and a big ass like uh, pectorials. And like his pectorials, like a uh, no thing about um, steroids, you form like acne where your um, chest is or back knee because like you inject it into your muscles and it's like kind of gross and he had it a lot and like somebody accused him of taking steroids and he was like really offended. He's like, no I don't.
0: Well, and then you, if you get really angry, that's a sign too, right? Yeah, <laughs> but
1: like for me, I grew up like watching my friend Angel Huizar. Hey Angel, I don't know if you watch this. Uh, <laughs> I need to reconnect with you. He's, called, he's like um, our baby Superman he's our baby superman hispanic baby superman and like he's gonna be the future lawyers of tomorrow um but he i watched him work out throughout like our whole lives so i knew him since all the way Elementary to now That's adorable Yeah so basically We call him Baby Superman Because like He is a competitive Weightlifter And he's the same height as me That's awesome Yeah so I watch him progress So I know how it looks like And I When it's
0: ha- done naturally
1: When it's done naturally And like another guy That I know um, His name is Andrew McO- um Something something
0: something How about just Andrew What How about just calling him Andrew
1: Yeah This Well I call him Andrew Big Titties McGee <laughs> but um because like he had a natural <laughs> uh i hope this is cut out
0: it's not getting cut out
1: Dig, but yeah um because like basically he had a natural big chest but then he started working out and it got bigger so are I, you jealous okay okay i don't have the same chest size as i do now when i was in high school leave me alone i was a tennis player but my butt was bane okay got it <laughs> copy copy but yeah i watch like people competitively done like wrestling and weightlifting so i know how it is like my best friend kalena um she's a professional um weightlifter too like her mom owns weight um lifting gyms awesome so like I know how it looks like, and I don't think Jake Paul is like shooting up anything.
0: Well, let's let's hope not, right? Duh, that would be that would kind of be a bummer. But it seems like he's doing well for himself. Mm-hmm. So
1: I don't think it's going to end his career, but.
0: Probably not. No, yeah. no, I don't think. No, if anything, his marketing is is spot mm-hmm. on. He's so good at marketing that I don't think he's going anywhere.
1: You know what wasn't good in marketing? Miley Cyrus's <laughs> New Year's party.
0: the The wardrobe malfunction. The wardrobe malfunction was uh, hilarious. But did
1: you watch the whole?
0: I didn't. Speci- I only watched. It was, watched was so. The, gr-
1: <sighs> it was so what? It was so gross. So, um, basically, on New Year's Eve, I went to the casino with Tim, Allison, Luke, his girlfriend Sarah, our guest Owen Taylor. And then there was Hannah Claire And Chris And we're watching the TV This is the worst special i ever seen Like Why,
0: What was so bad about it?
1: So it's basically hosted By Miley Cyrus And Pete Davidson So that was the bad part Hey Hey Let me continue <laughs> um, Pete Davidson was her co-host And It was, was so bad like, If I was
0: Pete Davidson I'd just stay home with Kim
1: <laughs> it, well, Come he, on dude Well he was getting paid Okay Well
0: Who cares? This dude's got all the money. Just stay home with Kim.
1: But it was so bad because. Oh, Carter was there too. Um, But it was so bad because, like, they were trying to make a joke and, like, they made a song. Like, Miley was singing and, like, Pete Davidson. He was trying to rap, but it was just him talking to you.
0: He doesn't rap. He's not a rapper.
1: Well, they were trying to make a song, bud. And, like, it was so so terrible. It It was so bad because they were trying to make jokes. Like, they. They made a joke like in the the cutscenes where like their his backup crew was like picking up a a rapper and they're like we picked up the guy um, and then like the producers like who's that and they're like this is blah 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 he's a white rapper and like Carter and I were like huh it's like saying this is a black rock star.
0: Yep that's a little weird
1: Yeah it was kind of weird And they were like No that's the wrong person That's
0: peak Hollywood though That's that's Hollywood in general now
1: I know but like I just didn't like it It was so bad And (laughs) nobody was like Watching it
0: And so the only reason Mm. To even watch Would be to see The Miley Cyrus Wardrobe malfunction
1: Nah not even that
0: Uh, Everyone's (laughs) Miley Cyrus suffers Wardrobe malfunction During New Year's Performance Everybody's definitely Looking at me now The singer quipped As she had to Rush off stage To change after The top came undone Miley Cyrus uh, In this article Is from the Hollywood Reporter Mm -hmm. Miley Cyrus has uh, Had to quickly Shift gears after Enduring a wardrobe Malfunction during Her New Year's Eve performance That's not
1: even This hop
0: Uh, After ringing In the New Year The uh, co-host With co-host pete davidson on her nbc new year's eve special miley cyrus's new year's eve party miley uh, cyrus began performing her hits we can't stop and party in the usa party in the usa is clearly the inferior song party in the cia by weird al yankovic is clearly the the far superior song
1: Mm -hmm. i don't know that's not even considered a top I have something to say um, after Brett
0: finished reading. Okay. However, after the singer's top came undone, Cyrus quickly turned around and had to walk off stage to change her attire. Cyrus could be briefly shown holding her top as she sang before walking backstage as her band and backup singers carried on with the performance. Uh, the the singer quickly returned from wearing a blazer she had worn in a previous performance earlier in the night. You'd think they'd have backup clothing.
1: They do. They They do, but... It's Miley Cyrus.
0: So she's like, uh, between this and the Robin Thicke thing at Mm -hmm. the Grammys or whatever it was, she's kind of becoming famous for uh, her over-the-top performance, uh, you know... Scandals. I guess. It's not a scandal. It's not like anything happened. But I thought it was interesting because it does show that they have to be professional. So imagine, like, when we do this here, and, and we're just doing a, a, a podcast. Like, I, I, like, anything goes wrong. Like mm-hmm. er- earlier, I'm like looking for an article, and I'm like, why isn't it on my screen? And you have to like learn how to like roll with the punches and mm-hmm. and be able to talk about it uh, while looking for stuff. So to be able to kind of handle that well is it speaks to her professionalism in a way, and the lack of like uh, you kind have to have a certain lack of hum- you have to be very very open to mm-hmm. be a performer like that right yeah like I don't you, know could you do that me yeah could you do that
1: well I don't wear tops that don't look
0: like tops it's true it, it looks more like uh, like a torn piece of clothing from like a, she
1: found it from the trash can uh,
0: like it was like like it was a piece of cloth on this like it was like a dystopian nightmare end of the world movie and this was on the ground and she mm-hmm. picked it up
1: no Um. okay so let me th- let me pick up what I was talking about earlier. Kay. So when Carter and I were watching this at the casino, basically there was a there was like an upcoming singer and um his name is Twenty Four Carat Gold, right? I don't know who it is. Like he came out and like all of us who were sitting at the table. So um, before Tim and Allison came up, it was just me, myself, me, myself, and I,
0: Me, myself, uh, and I.
1: It was just me, Carter. Hannah Claire and Chris And like We saw the singer And we we're like Who's that and, Like We were like we think it's the don't guy Who
0: sings that song Mood
1: Maybe Um But we're like, who's that? And then Carter was like, so bored. He's like, this song is really boring. And then we're looking at Carter's the music guy. So he would know. Yeah. And Carter was like looking at his outfit. He's like, I don't know what's happening with his outfit. It's like it's a tux, but it's distressed because it's like all strips.
0: Carter is also a, a fashion guy. So he would know. Yeah, He
1: used to be a model. And then like there's diamonds on it. And he's like, it looked like he grabbed it from the trash can. And it was like oh.
0: did.
1: <laughs> He was like, Oh, this is a nice tux. It looks distressed. Let me put diamonds and make it look fancy.
0: Fantastic. Well, the distressed look is still in.
1: Um, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. That's why I brought it up because it looks like she just grabbed a top from the ground.
0: Pay twice as much to look homeless.
1: You can do it for free. You
0: can do it for much cheaper.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you want grass stains on your pants? You know grass stain pants, like on your jeans, they're over two hundred dollars. If you buy them, you can do that for free in the park.
0: Wait, I could if if anybody wants to send me their jeans to wear and get grass stains on, I I will do that for you for half the price. I'll do it for a hundred dollars, not two hundred. But get, you got to pay shipping.
1: You got to pay shipping and also um, pay more for um, Brett taxes.
0: Yep the the Brett tax.
1: The Brett tax. So if Brett sweats on your pants, that's an extra twenty five dollars. Yeah.
0: Like. My, I'm, my, I am Belle Delphine with <laughs> bath water, only sweat on oh god this, this has gone too far this uh, has gone way too far
1: or if you want to rip your pants open Brett can also do that for well they're usually like $600 if you get like a really good name brand pants so we can do that half the price so $300 we got a, business,
0: we got a new business model coming
1: <laughs> Brett ripping your pants apart perfect that's what it's called
0: I can do that uh, Let uh,
1: Brett rip you apart I mean your pants <laughs> I meant your pants <sighs> uh,
0: Some days I don't understand What's going on
1: No when I mean you I mean your pants
0: If you're picking up What I'm putting down
1: ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got it <laughs> Dude we're so <laughs> boomer we're, we're awful People are just like Why am I listening to this crap
1: Jessica's like going to spam us later she's like what is this
0: yep we love it later (laughs) later on in the show davidson poked fun at the moment said i heard we may have had a little boob slip (laughs) so in solidarity here's my boobies he said before raising his shirt there you go the very good thank you pete davidson you're fantastic uh when kicking off the show Which was also live stream, uh, streamed on Peacock For like the two people in the world who have Peacock Yeah uh, I don't know We have like literally every streaming service here I don't think we have Peacock And I don't think we have Paramount Plus
1: We don't have Paramount Yeah, we don't Because I was checking all the subscriptions that we have I really want Peacock because I want to see um, Bel Air
0: I wonder if we could I'm, I will not be watching Bel Air
1: Come on I think they can do it I think you're judging it Way too quickly Because like The original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air They had like Good episodes Where like It was really serious I know I think they could do it
0: Do not Okay let me Let me rephrase that Uh, Having to create anything That has to find somebody Who's taking the place Of Will Smith You're already on a on a very very long road ahead of you mm-hmm. will smith is a once-in-a-lifetime charismatic talent like not there are very few actors who have like what, remember we we recently did a video talking about there have been all these articles about the will smith versus denzel washington debate yeah. and i laughed and said as if that's a choice it's denzel washington but the more we talked about it i actually came to respect will smith even more because I hadn't really... Th- you know, I just picked Denzel off the top of my head because I know Denzel is a fantastic actor. I hadn't even given Will Smith the credit he deserved until after we discussed it. So finding someone to perform in the role that made Will Smith the superstar that he is mm-hmm. is a very, very long uphill battle. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just saying they're, they're, they've, got a very, they've got very big shoes to fill.
1: Mm-hmm. Is
0: all I'm saying. Even without the tonal shift mm-hmm. in the property. So... Has nothing to do with Miley Cyrus's top coming off in boobies on New Year's, but...
1: Nobody asked for boobies for New Year's. Unless, like, that's your New Year's She's record. lying
0: about that. That's absolutely not true. I guarantee you plenty of people have asked for boobies for New Year's. Why are we having this? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but it's funny. I made a wish. We're ridiculous. Yeah.
0: It's our thing. We're ridiculous.
1: This is our dynamic and people don't realize this. Like last night when we were watching Cobra Kai, this was us the
0: whole yep. time. Pe- people don't realize that basically we just, uh, we're doing exactly what we do at work. We're just doing it on camera.
1: We're doing it on camera, but funnier. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, I don't, I don't know. I'd say some of our funnier moments are off camera, but you can't. It's yeah, standards like, and practices, political correctness. You know, they, what we can't share, what we don't share can't hurt us.
1: That's true. Like the lava lamp. Where I was looking at it because
0: I Oh was, yeah
1: I was looking at it And I was reading the sentence again Where it said boobies
0: You are absolutely who you are Miracle Dude do you remember the you.
1: wristbands that said I heart boobies
0: No I don't And you can stop saying that Wait,
1: Well I'm bringing it up because it's relevant Because it was pop culture She's like I've
0: been waiting <laughs> for this forever I've been wanting to talk about those wristbands <laughs> for years
1: <laughs> Exactly and now oh. I'm
0: grown Uh, uh <laughs> One of the funniest things uh. we were at well, we were at a vintage like a, an antique store mm-hmm. uh, out here in this area. The, there's really good antique stores and like and they're like bazaars, right? Like uh, there's different sh- booths and everything. Mm-hmm. And so you're at this like old school booth. Like there's Civil War memorabilia. There's yeah. there's stuff from 1950s TV shows. There's all these great things. And then I see a guy walking around with with like uh, gray sweatpants that says "I love hot moms." <laughs> No. Every, everybody else is like in is like in their sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. and there's just a guy in his twenties wearing uh, shorts or sweatpants That say, "I love hot moms." Jesus, uh, I love I love being out here.
1: Uh, same, uh, you got a different de- um, demographic. Yes, but um, basically. Let me continue About these wristbands So if they were really popular We're
0: sorry By the way guys I'm sorry that this has Nothing to do with <laughs> Miley Cyrus's mouth originally, No it does it Originally I was going To talk about the How far cultural Our cultural shift has gone Get, When you compare this To like Janet Jackson And her wardrobe malfunction at the super bowl with justin timberlake and i was going to make a bunch of good points about how you know how (laughs) culture has shifted is it a good thing for us is it a bad thing for us we're not going to do that anymore we're just going to talk about (laughs) weird wristbands that say boobies that miracle likes
1: no they're called i heart boobies everybody remembers this like in junior high and high school basically like um And they also had shirts too, but we weren't allowed to wear shirts that said boobies because it was bad. It was... I'm not not
0: saying that word anymore. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. Boobie
1: trap. But um, basically basically what happened was we weren't allowed to wear like shirts that said boobies or anything that was like profanity because that was school rules and dress code um violations but basically the wristbands was okay because nobody's like looking at your wrist nobody's looking at your wrist but then the whole thing why i wanted to bring it up because it was such a pop culture thing that everybody was buying them and i wanted one but then the news report came out and they're like these are all banned in every school district. Do not wear these. Do That's not very let. Sad. Don't let your children wear them. <gasps> and then, like, um, basically, my friend, my friends, like, who had them, all the guys who had them, they flipped it inside out.
0: Ooh, so. very clever. Mm-hmm. Very clever.
1: Yeah, and the only reason why I brought up boobies is because of the, the, the quote where it says, uh, "In solidarity, here's my boobies." Sorry.
0: <laughs> Can we stop saying that word now?
1: It's gonna be in my brain until we play laser tag.
0: I'm not playing laser tag <laughs> at the end of the show Cyrus said tonight's show is all about being flexible and rolling with the punches and making the best out of an even worse uh, out of the e- out of the worst circumstances and that resilience shouldn't end here let's bring that into the New Year's with us I wonder if somebody wrote that for her that's actually pretty well phrased good job
1: no Ma. I feel like she's well spoken I just don't like her
0: you're kind of nuts but you're not demi Lovato nuts and that's an accomplishment in and of itself
1: yeah because Demi thinks saying alien is racist
0: yes well she also thinks that you can sing to the ghost of women who have died in the past to help them deal with sexism because she's I actually I, I'm more cynical now. I don't even think that she's nuts. I'm like, what product are you about to start selling that you need ridiculous headlines to start? Well marketing? she tried to
1: cancel the word fat free and cancel all fat free like That products. was what
0: turned a lot of people against her. Mm-hmm. It just made her look like a, a hound who wanted to like ruin small businesses rather than somebody who's actually out to Well help people. also
1: like what if you're diabetic?
0: Yep. What about it?
1: Dude, you're going to diabetics' lives. So if we have
0: to... Basically, if we have to choose between Miley Cyrus and Demi Lovato... Miley's better. My, we'll take my. I mean, I, do, I prefer to choose neither. I would rather take Hillary Duff.
1: But Hillary Duff is not here, but she's also going to be in...
0: But she's less nuts.
1: She's less nuts, but she's going to be in a new show that's called How I Met Your Father. I and I'm not, I'm not excited because the whole plot line is like she's doing the same thing where she's explaining to her kids how she met their father in like in the beginning and summary it says i've been struggling looking through all of these apps like these dating apps are not helping me like look for a man Th- these are terrible i don't know what the deal bad with. apps bad apps bad apps oh is that a real app
0: i don't think so maybe
1: mm-hmm. but basically like that's the whole synopsis like she's tired of online dating it's too bad mm-hmm. she's tired of online dating she wants to enjoy her life in the city
0: i don't blame her so basically it's uh Demi, Miley, Hillary Duff That is my comparison. And that is but that come is Come
1: on. <coughs> um, what's her name? The Oh, Brenda's song? What about Brenda's Song.
0: There you go. Brenda's song's alright. Uh Allie Machalka.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Brenda's song
0: Wait, Allie who's the what's her sister's name? Allie Machalka, the the twins or the sisters. They had the TV show, and uh, she the one that was in iZombie. Zombie*. Uh, that's Ali Machalka. No.
1: I will no? search this no, up. Hold up, no. it. it's okay. Up.
0: Not not relevant. Basically, the idea is that you choose you choose uh, you choose Miley oh, over Demi her. Okay. and Hillary over Miley.
1: Okay, her. But yeah, uh, but Brandis Longs is kind of nuts too because she dated Miley's brother.
0: Makes perfect sense. There, you know, all the celebrities they end up dating each other. <laughs> So it's just a cesspool. It, it is a very creepy cesspool. Hollywood mm-hmm. is. Miracle. Do you have any like New Year's resolutions this year?
1: Uh, I made a joke and said that I want to be human.
0: Your so <laughs> your goal this year is to become a human being.
1: Yeah, but it's just a joke. My ach- my actual thing is, I wish the company like this was my birthday wish before Lisa left to go to Chicago when she made the birthday cake. You can find this on. Cass Hassel their vlog, where it says we trick her to make her own birthday cake. Um, basically, I wish that the company goes higher and prosper to higher things, and we are all successful. So and your your wishes <coughs>
0: are for other people to do well, not just yourself.
1: Yeah, I, for me because like I always saw my birthday as a nuisance
0: because it fell on a holiday.
1: It fell on the holiday, and I felt like it was unnecessary to celebrate it. So. The, The only time when i celebrate i'm very thankful that you guys celebrate it for me on my 23rd birthday but usually i only celebrate my birthdays on major numbers (laughs) so
0: so you celebrated like three birthdays in your entire life
1: yeah so um for me it was like my sweet 16 my 18th birthday my 21st birthday which i went to japan and drank there (laughs) <laughs> um,
0: That's relevant. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Mega and flex. I drank there.
1: <laughs> Mega flex. I was in Shinjuku, um, um, and we were in the bar district. Mm-hmm. And the guy like sprayed us with like a champagne bottle. We are all counting. And He was like, "Happy New Year!" And like, it was the cutest thing because like everybody was being sprayed with like champagne bottles. I think my phone was like soaked, and I posted it. And all my friends were like, "Happy birthday." Uh, (laughs) and like um i'm planning to celebrate like my 25th birthday there you go do like a party a real party even though you did show up to like the one yesterday i showed up i was there i know i wanted you to do the escape room
0: i'm not doing i i had to go i had to go finish cobra kai again
1: (laughs) no he just doesn't like me that much
0: i love you just fine you're my favorite person miracle
1: thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) Uh, but what's you say yours? that to me
0: all the time, so I can I can reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: What's yours, Brett?
0: I I don't do New Year's resolutions. Um,
1: because you don't think it's gonna be fulfilled. For me, it was very broad. No, nope. because I want people to do better in this company.
0: That and plus yours are for other people, not just for yourself, so that's good. For yeah. me, I don't like I started uh I made some changes uh health wise that I started a couple weeks ago, well before the New Year's. I usually try to do that and that usually works. Uh when I don't tie it to ah. a specific date, that's mm-hmm. better. Uh it's the same way for me, like with um uh with sobriety, that, uh, interestingly mm. enough, I, I, when you tie it to a specific date, that date becomes very <sighs> important, so that way if like you fall off, uh, if you screw mm. up, uh, you, f- you fall h- farther and it hurts worse because yeah. you, everything's tied to how long you've been doing something. I try to not do that. Um, just general better health, uh, and, and I live fairly, I mean, I eat like crap, but in general, I live pretty healthy. I, I get a lot of exercise. We you exercise hard, uh, twice uh, we, a day, we, even we, three. We uh, we work hard. Uh, that's really all it is—just to focus mm-hmm. on job and do well, and try to live live well. I, I don't mm-hmm. like the idea of making broad, sweeping like changes uh, that are tied to a date. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to try and live well and, and be happy this year, and, and challenge myself to to grow. Mm-hmm. I guess in that way.
1: I don't know. Like for me, I just hope everybody's having a good New Year. Let's mm-hmm. start it off. I, like mm-hmm. for me, I got a fireworks show from my boyfriend. He bought me fireworks and set it offered the new year
0: but like on a video
1: uh, no we did a facetime call and he recorded it for me too
0: that's pretty adorable
1: yeah like his original plan he said it was kind of last minute but my original plan was to get fireworks that spell your
0: name wow dude mm-hmm. he's putting in the work
1: yeah and like he said um even before that idea i wanted to get fireworks that said i love you miracle that is, that is adorable Yeah and then like he changed his idea after that So he was like I'm just gonna get fireworks That say your name and then for the M It's gonna be a heart Aww. <laughs> But then I asked him before It even started I was like is it still gonna do that I, I don't care either way I love the idea yeah. and I love the present Like because he thought of something You thought of me and that's what counts
0: That's what matters
1: Yeah and he said no it's just gonna be regular fireworks But I hope you'll like them And I'm like I like it You do yeah, because Yeah, and I, I like started crying Because he said like um, You
0: cry very easily these days
1: Dude, I think this is like my new year's Like personality I'm just more emotional You're But um, You're a real girl I'm becoming a real girl
0: She's becoming a real girl
1: Oh no Oh no, but basically he said This is like the first new year He actually spent with somebody Who he actually cares about Aww Yeah So, yeah Becoming more human <laughs> <laughs> Miracle
0: Miracle's working very hard to become more human, so everybody should everybody should aspire to being more human, I think.
1: You just need more empathy like sympathy also. Just be
0: Don't listen to him. What?
1: What? 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 I didn't say anything. Chicken butt.
0: <laughs> okay guys That is That we We've ish- We've talked about New years We've mm-hmm. g- we've gone through All the topics Guys That is everything For today's podcast What
1: about our socials
0: uh, I'm getting there <laughs> Jesus Christ woman uh, yeah, um, This is
1: not me Being human
0: Uh <laughs> uh basically i wanted to say what did i mention the episode number at the beginning episode 24 today today was episode yes i did i did 24 so today this has been episode 24 of pop culture crisis podcast miracle since everyone is dying to know why don't you list your social media for everyone
1: i don't have social media because it rots your brain
0: i love the, the the cow the hand, the hand the gesture is my favorite part of that. Mm. Guys, if you want to see full episodes of the podcast, you can find it on Spotify, on Pandora, on Amazon Music, and on Apple Podcasts. If you go to the YouTube channel, you'll find the clips of these segments, and in the description to those uh, segments is a link to the Spotify playlist that, uh, that lists all of our videos for the full episodes. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter, at popculture underscore show, and we're also on Facebook and on TikTok. Please go follow the TikTok. Uh, our friend Dane, who helps us with that, he wants you to go follow the TikTok. So please do that. Follow the TikToks. So the TikTok and the and the Facebook are at Pop Culture Crisis. Uh, that has been everything. I hope you guys all had a, a safe, happy New Year, and we will be back with episode twenty-five tomorrow. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.